Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonabello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Welcome to the Connecting with Coincidence radio show with Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, bringing together the world's synchronicity experts to help you use meaningful coincidences to develop spiritually, psychologically, and practically. For more information, put Connecting with Coincidence into your web browser to find the book, website, Psychology Today blog, YouTube channel, and Facebook page. And now, here is the host of the Connecting with Coincidence radio show, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. Oh, yes, 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 yes. We are back again. And thank you, Rob. And it is Connecting with Coincidence. And I am your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. Meaningful coincidences challenge established beliefs. They suggest that we can be telepathic, that we can know the future and have our own human GPS. Coincidences suggest that we are deeply connected to loved ones and to all humans and to all living beings. Studying them uncovers the maps for these currently mysterious connections through our mental atmosphere, the psychosphere. Coincidences open your awareness of your higher self, your intuitive connection to the spiritual. I encourage you to sharpen your sensitivity to coincidences and to examine their potential uses and explanations. Read my book, Connecting with Coincidence, and learn along with me, Synchronicity, Spoken Here. Our guest today is Nora Rubrook, who is Chief Equationist at Life's Codes, which is a nonprofit organization. Nora has been in the operations and intelligence fields for over 30 years, specializing in human performance intelligence and predictive intelligence in a real-world environment. Nora provides viable solutions to complex issues in high-paced environments. Her work with Life Codes shows people their patterns in their lives, and she uses synchronicity as part of that pattern recognition. Welcome to the show, Nora. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, tell us what you mean by uh, Life Codes and uh, why some people are aware of them and other people are not. Okay, we've come sort of to the conclusion that some people get it. We've all had these experiences. We're looking at the same item. We're in the same meeting, but we have different takeaways. And so what allows some people to see certain things and other people not sort of became the question. Uh So we equate it to the Tai Chi Chi symbol as of June of this year um, is sort of how we're explaining it. So the line that divides that black and the white on the symbol, and then that circle that goes around it, that invisible world, we were trying to figure out how can we capture it, because if you were around intuitives or telepathics or empathics, it's a heavy um, pull on them if a lot of people ask them questions, okay? So one, it's a drain on them, and why can't the other people see it? And from that, we began to work in the field of quantum intelligence and created an artificial intelligence platform. It's the only known one in the world. Um, that basically, with minimal amount of data, can provide answers to those questions for an individual or a larger group. So it begins to show the patterns. And sometimes when we show that to people, what happens is then they become sort of aware. And that awareness allows them to begin to kind of see what was always there. To tune in, basically. Pardon? To tune in. 
there's a lot of stuff that is out there that we don't pay attention to. Um, I do psychotherapy with people, and it's same idea. They can tell me something, and they don't see what they're telling me. Uh, and I can point out to them what they're saying about themselves. Uh, sometimes they hear themselves speaking, and it's really themselves trying to talk to themselves, but they don't hear themselves trying to talk to themselves. They're just saying what comes to their minds. So the, exactly. this, this idea of not seeing what's in front of you um, is also part of the synchronicity awareness that I and you and others are trying to bring to, to other people. That there's stuff happening out here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, can we pay attention to it? So what's, what's special and different about the way you bring people's attention to be aware of salient things? I think you're implying that what, they, what you're trying to help people do is pay attention to what's most beneficial to them. Correct. We have the ability to go backwards and forwards and um, and it's not the human contact that you would have perhaps, you know, in, in a session. Right. Um, we would not need to know the individual's name. We would not need to know a lot of things about them, just, you know, a handful of data. And that is it. And really, our goal with that is if we presented someone with a written document, because perhaps they're a linear thinker um, or more comfortable with paper in their hand, that that would allow them to maybe let go of whatever was blocking them and then go forward and then recognize synchronicity, coincidences, all these things that are happening around them. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I, I need a little bit more detail about that. You get some information about somebody from that person or somebody else maybe, and then Correct. you're able to take five points of information and tell them about themselves something that's very imp that's useful to them how do, how do you yes do that? yes <laughs> well we've got proprietary software that's the advantage we've been in the intelligence field for years um and so we've created an algorithm that allows that to happen wow so uh, yeah you have particular questions that you ask um, we do, but we do have a non-disclosure agreement that covers those questions that we ask, but they're not difficult. Anyone can do it probably in less than, you know, two minutes. That is, uh, that is a remarkable assertion there. Uh, simple <laughs> questions, two minutes, and you tell them, you tell them about their life code. So what, what, tell us, tell us what you mean by life code. Well, there are patterns that evolve. So an individual may have patterns, but they're also group. Uh, maybe it may be based on um, that where they mm, information in their life may be similar to other people, perhaps on the planet. Let's just say that so that it actually all ties together. No two people are the same, but they're pieces of a puzzle that all fit together. So we all know, for example, an individual who is constantly hitting their head against the wall, they have what we call usually bad luck. If we are able to um, run a report for them, then basically, if again, they still have to be open to it, they may have the ability to say, oh my, and then if they're ready and ask us the right question is what maybe could we do, we'll be able just to give another report. So the implications for this are wide in the artificial intelligence world, in everyday human world. Um, it, it's so, it, it, they all fit together. So we use the term code because, again, there are patterns in it. Yeah, by code you mean patterns. Um, Correct. And right. Fundamental patterns, I think, is what you mean. Correct. The, mm -hmm. the codes or patterns that guide that person's life. Um, Correct. And, and like almost like genetics, that's what you're. That's why you go for code too, right. uh, as as well as uh, for the code for a, a computer program. Uh, so you're going to the fundamental um, patterns in people, and you have a collection of what these fundamental patterns are. We we do because um, we're we're over thirty thousand people that we've run reports on right now. So there are some fundamental patterns. Um, not enough time quite um, today to talk about that, but yes. And so for us, sometimes merely maybe showing someone a year that maybe something happened in the past, which we would not know because we don't know the person's name, but we give the year out. That person all of a sudden, you know, 
it opens up a window or something that they might have blocked or they just laugh and they say that was the year blah, blah, blah happened. And so this all allows, again, it's just, our, our theory is they're like minds, different paths, one destination. So our goal is that- Wait, 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 because I think that's really important. Okay. Like, like minds, uh, different paths, the same de destination. Yeah, one destination, right. What do you mean by one destination versus we, same? We believe in the in the good of all people. So we think that in, in the overall scheme of life, everyone would like to improve themselves in one way or another um, to be able to understand sort of this invisible, visible world. And so that was the premise of Life Code. How do we give that to but them? To, to understand, the, okay, and this is what I'm trying to get to then. You're trying to help them connect with the invisible world. I guess to a certain extent, yes, but also deal with the regular world that they're in. And quote, you, every day, you, everyday world. Mm -hmm. So you, this very psychotherapy like, uh, for at least as far as we've gone on this, that therapists have some idea mm -hmm. about what's good for people, um, even right. though we're not supposed to say it. Um, sometimes we do what's better for people, and uh, there are lots of different patterns, but they can, uh, they need to be altered a lot of times to be able to get to where the people want to go and it takes uh it takes some time when i'm doing it but you've got you've got something that looks like it's pretty efficient the key thing for therapy and for you is they got to be open to it they got to want to change they have to be they have to be open to it but again this has other implications too so um again all of these coincidences which you're tuned into now you know and a lot of your listeners i'm sure are also and in your book, you cover a wide range of sort of how these things happen and working on sort of on that terminology to express those coincidences. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, but yet we could have the exact same person not see any of it. Right. And, and so ours is the two by four method. Why aren't you seeing it? <laughs> and then um, that they can, again, use it or not use it, but it's meant just as a tool. That's why we use the term like different paths. Because people can try many different ways because they're not getting the answer they want, and we can't control that either. Uh, we're coming to the end, and and what what you're you're talking about is is trying to do what I'm doing, at least regarding synchronicity, is let them see what's there and uh, what they're not noticing. You've been listening. You are listening to Connecting with Coincidence with your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, on the X Zone Broadcast Network, and our guest today is Nora Rubrook, Chief Equationist at Life Code. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, X-Zone Radio TV. For more information on the X-Zone Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.xzoneradiotv.com or www.xzonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. 
Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, sci-fi, and horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Welcome back to CC with BB. Yes, Dr. Bernie Biteman, MD, is me. And our guest today is Nora Rubrook. And she's chief equationist. I love that term, equationist. Uh, I'm not going to ask you about it because I think I have some idea. But I want to get into where we were going in our last segment about how do you help people become aware of the synchronicities happening in their lives? We have, there are some years where people perhaps are more open to it. Um, and we would have the ability to point out what those years may be for an individual if they wanted to know. So um, let's, what are we, 2018? So for 2019, we may have an individual that we can see, maybe more open to it. We may not share that data that that may be the year that they're more open to it, but we would suggest then that they read their report in 2019 and not 2018. Anything else? Um, well, there, there are so many dimensions to this. <laughs> it's uh, Because it is AI, it basically can teach itself. It's moving forward and learning a lot. But from a coincidence, there are times that you know, I'm sure with your patients or people that you've met, that share, why do I keep seeing this or why does this happen to me? And again, we're just doing it from the mathematical uh, component of it. Okay, well, let's get to the uh, kind of more real-life version of this, okay. particularly, particularly with with you, um, that one of the things that you told me is that uh, if there's a disjunction between your expectation of a meeting or a flight, like the meeting's delayed or the flight is delayed or an elevator runs slow, traffic occurs, something that you re seem to recognize that in that uh, interstices, in that space between what was supposed to happen and what has actually happened, you're more likely to have some interesting coincidence take place. And one of the things uh, that you mentioned uh, is that during some of those times, you know you will meet somebody that you did not know who will tell you something that they have not told another person. And then in the next few days, you will meet another person who needs that information. Uh, something like that happened to me yesterday, uh, but it was the information was more generally known. That's pretty intriguing. And I think the one of the things that maybe I get from what we're talking about, what I've seen from you, is that you are alert to those times in your day when you're more likely to experience a, a synchronicity. That is correct, yes. So I don't get um, frustrated, as you kind of were pointing out, if there are delays or changes or anything like that in a schedule. I, I can't even say anticipate. It's just that I already know that someone's crossing my path that needs to share a story, tale, whatever it may be, and however it may be. Well, then, I found, I found yeah. that the, the other part of that was that you would get a piece of information from one person and then somebody else would run across you and need that information. Correct. So it's actually more, um, as I'm getting older, it's becoming much more of a conduit 
Um, I'm not sure why or how those changes are occurring beyond my scope of understanding, but they do happen very often. I'm sitting next to someone on somewhere. I go on to another meeting the following day and this person begins a story. And these are individuals that I've not met before. And the information that I have is, of course, played forward, basically. And that's how it goes. Because uh, that's uh, I, I get a kick out of that when it happens to me. It's just uh, it's uh, not not maybe as dramatic perhaps, but it's just so I heard that, and then I can say that, or this person told me this, and the next day I use that information for somebody else. Uh, I say, how how did this happen? It's kind of but you're used to that, and that's what I think our listeners can tune into here and take away from us is that uh, you'll hear one thing and then you'll tell somebody what you just heard who needs to know it. And it just demonstrates, if you want to look at it that way, and I do, and you do too, uh, the interconnectedness we have, the patterns that underlie what seems to be our individual lives. I, I agree. And you're doing Herculean work there, trying to combine that and, again, give it terminology for our society. Yeah so that people can have a discussion because if they can have a discussion or conversation, then everybody can sort of get in sync and move forward. Yep. Pun on the word there, synchronicity. <laughs> so, <laughs> Good. Um, yes, but that is very common in my life. And only again, at this particular point in my life, am I beginning to understand that other people have not had that opportunity or been tuned into that <laughs> yeah, I, I walk around thinking everybody, everybody was that. like that yeah right <laughs> and now i understand why people want to follow me or why people hear part of a conversation and they are like i want to be you when i grow up speech <laughs> which i always thought was strange but now i'm beginning to be, myself become aware of it Becoming that they're not that they don't have that yeah, you, you, I've talked to many people who've had the same thing, and what the everybody's not like this, and somehow they get to be the way that they are. I, I've, I've, I've had to develop it. I became, I questioned the things that happened that seemed so weird, and wondered <coughs> why is this going on. I just collected the stories about myself just to have some data by my own experience and then started branching out from that and seeing that the, a lot of people have these experiences, but a lot of people don't notice when coincidences happen. And you were doing that for a long time. Um, and that's part of where you were different. Now, you and I met um, and thank you for the for about my Herculean efforts. It's it, it's 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 it's. it's I have to do it. I think you understand what the being compelled to do stuff like this. When I start writing it and trying to figure it out, it's just something to overtakes me, and the time goes by, and the the pleasure in putting stuff together is theirs. But it is work. I, I, I do I do want to share real quick what you had in your book reference to the library angels and the internet angels using yeah. that term. Yeah. I will use that going forward. But again, perfect example. I think everybody has that. You know, I just can go to the library my whole life and just kind of think of whatever that question is or whatever, and it would appear. And you reference those type of stories in your book, and I had not ever told anyone that. I just, again, assume it's a normal way of life. <laughs> ah, good. Thanks for that, because I am a taxonomist uh, at heart. Um, okay. <laughs> Keep on going. I'm happy to incorporate the vocabulary because, as you can see, I struggle in that in that domain. <laughs> well, good, and I'm, I'll bring the library angel back in the internet. <laughs> angel. I, I I get too scientific sometimes and forget that it's fun to have these uh, these more some symbolicy words. Now, you you and I met uh, talking about trees and biofields. Uh, what was that? What happened with us? We were at um, the conference Society for Scientific Exploration. And there was a presentation um, a given uh, regarding biofields, and the information had been posted on a poster. I, I was looking at it. You'd come over, and we ended up in a discussion over, I believe, line item four on the poster on biofields. And then from there, we branched off briefly uninterrupted, which is usually what happens, the flow, when you're in the right space and you're going to have coincidence or synchronicity it's been my experience that flow that occurs you were uninterrupted during that experience yeah it's as if there's a bubble around you 
Yeah. And so um, we were talking about trees, and, and you shared that you'd had a tree that had fallen. And, you know, I was saying that trees, Bernie Krause had done a lot of recordings on the sound of trees. And then the uh, physicist whose work we were looking at um, re-entered shortly after the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And part of our conversation was uh, uh, communicating with trees. And Correct. you describe, descri describe how best to communicate with trees. I think for, if you have um, any listeners that are interested but not have had this experience, I think one of the best ways to do this um, is simply if, you, if you're drawn to a tree, usually it would be an older tree, whether an oak or a pine tends to be the case, banyans um, sometimes, but if you take off your um, shoes, socks, and are barefoot, and you can stand under the tree without forcing yourself to do it, where the mind is taking control and you're actually just barefoot underneath it, the odds are you could do it for a minute or two. When you reach the point of being able to do it for 20 or 30 minutes, free will, again, not the mind forcing your feet to be there, you'll actually feel the earth and the resonance of the, the sound of the earth, and then from there you're becoming more tuned in. It's changing your frequency, basically. Well, tell us about some of your, your communications with trees. Well, I think just when you walk around, you can kind of feel which trees or, and this will also say plants too, that have more energy fields around it. And for different people, they're drawn to different things. So I've always had um, trees and I had not thought of that until you and I actually had spoken, which was that all my life that there have been really old trees around me. And I'm not comfortable when they're not trees within a, a reasonable amount of distance. You're not comfortable? I, I, I don't understand. Meaning like I want to be somewhere where I can see them. It's the same applies for water. So trees, waters, I like to see those throughout the day. You like to see them? To see them, right. Uh, how about communicating with them communicating um under you mean and uh, like the telepathic level of understanding yeah, yeah. the messages yeah you can certainly i can certainly feel that but i'm empathetic by nature always have been so you can sense uh when a tree or something else in nature or a person needs or wants something let's uh, let's stop with that because we're gonna want to continue that in our next segment uh needs or wants something. You are listening to Connecting with Coincidence with your host, Dr. Bernie Weidman, MD, on the X-Zone Broadcast Network. And our guest today is Nora Rubrook, Chief Equationist at Life's Code. Broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond. You're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. You have heard of the Exxon? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide 15 exclusive channels like Exxone, Sci Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today.
Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God, and finally, After the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Welcome back. Welcome back to CC with BB, Connecting with Coincidence with your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, and that is me, and we're talking with Nora Rubrook, and we got a few laughs out of her in the in-between the sessions. Uh, Nora, it's, yes. uh, it's, it's still going on. Uh, the the, uh, the talking, communicating with trees uh, and listening to them uh, kind of telepathically is the best way to describe it. Um, I, I, I have these two trees that I call the king and queen trees uh, in the forest where I like to go walking uh, most weekends. And they, they, I think, at least as my fable goes, they stopped me and wanted to talk with me. Like uh, It was like this energy pattern across the path and made me stop and look at them. And they're elegant trees, and they're right mm-hmm. near some water, and one's the female and one's a male, the way I see them, and I still see them that way. She's mm-hmm. beautiful and got her own elegance, and he's strong and tough and barky uh, and uh, I've been communicating that for a while, but a while ago, um, they said, uh, it's time for you to like get out into with the other trees more. And so I was coming down a pathway uh, the other day, and um, I, I kind of felt like I was being veered off uh, the path, and then this tree seemed to be beckoning to me, and then I, I kind of just let it happen. And then I took a little right turn, and there was a little, uh, the pl- there was like a seat made out of uh, fallen trees for me to sit down. And it was you know, kind of like an invitation to sit down there. Wonderful. And, yeah, and I said, okay, so that's what I did. And I had a great time looking at my hands. They wanted me to appreciate my hands. Oh, <laughs> And then I did this childhood thing with the thumb and the fingers that I we're not on TV, so I can't show you. Um, and it's, it, it was a really fun experience with these other trees. Let's just give you some idea about what I do out there. But that's good because you're also giving yourself time to do that in a hectic, busy world. Definitely. So, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and thank you for sharing that story. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so who knows where sitting now on that area, what that next level it will where it will take you or bring you to as you get peace and quiet in that area. Um, on, a, on a note, just for your listeners to kind of be aware of and sharing with you, you have an agency um, that does research within the federal government, the DARPA branch. And that particular branch of government um, has a request for proposals pertaining to um, both plants and trees to act as sensors because plants already are being used in sensors at certain airports around the world. 
but they're also encompassing and allowing trees to be part of the program or ideas that they're open to. So DARPA I just wanted stand- to share that. Yeah. What, what uh, DARPA the, stands for what? Uh, it's the Defense Research Arm of the federal government. So DARPA.gov probably. Um, sometimes that, that government is out there with all that weird stuff looking at uh, things that the general public would say is uh, is wrong. Well, it's something to be aware of because there's actually then an acknowledgement that there is something there so that um, they're making space at the table for that conversation at least to take place. Uh, uh, it's, it seems to me that's kind of like using trees like dogs sniffing for drugs on in airports. I don't know what the end purpose is. It's That's not my lane, but I'm just sharing that at least there's a conversation beginning. There's a there's an awareness of the potential consciousness or at least Correct. responsiveness of trees and plants. Well, that is that is pretty amazing and that is very worth knowing. So thanks for for telling us that. You've you and I also have talked about um, biofields. What's I think and Harry uh, the physicist we were talking with in the, between was right. between us uh, what's what's what do you understand about biofields and how does that inf- how do that concept inform your work I think a, um, a biofield is um, just for your audience to feel more comfortable maybe with it is that energy field sort of like a chi would be if you rub your two hands together and then pull your hands apart you can feel heat in between the two of them um, even though they're not touching each other So basically every living thing, as far as we're aware of, gives off that type of biofield. In some fields, it's called a signature. And that signature um, is what Harry and his partner Beverly have been working on. How do you record that? Some people can feel it from a distance. Some people can feel it, you know, they have to be right on top of it. And still some people don't feel anything. And the, the the cool thing about their look at the biofield is that it isn't um, impeded by the usual um, like lead impediments for regular electromagnetic and other forms of energy. It seems to go through uh, the usual blockers. Correct. And entering into their you know, research, and again, I only met them about the same time that you did, is basically that um, the intent of the person trying to communicate. So if there's um, malice in trying to communicate, um, or is there good in trying to communicate, the response seems to be different. Well, we respond differently as humans. It's responding differently across the board. So how you approach someone, that intention is now starting to get recognized as a factor. Intention influences, let me say, the quality and intensity of the biofield. Correct. And the same would most likely be in the end game for coincidences and synchronicity. Explain that, please. So if your intent is really for, say, perhaps just knowledge so that you could improve yourself, or is it to gain knowledge to cause harm to another, the response would be different because your intent on gathering that information is different. Well, there's a lot of intention going on, uh, particularly in the United States, that uh, is pretty negative right now. Uh, how does that fit in with what you're talking about? Um, that likely will, is part of a evolutionary phase as people will become exhausted doing or with um, a heavy, dense, I try not to use the word negative, so a dense energy form, people are looking for um, happier conversations. People come, you want to be around people that make you feel better so that yeah. you do better. Yeah. And so by nature, the, the dense energy ends up collapsing, just nature of the beast. It seems that hate uh, feeds on itself. And it's a dense, heavy energy, yet it can grow. It can, but how can it sustain itself? By recruiting uh, younger people to uh, 
put more negative en or heavy energy into it. And I believe it's my personal belief, okay, that at some time people just get exhausted doing that. Yeah, it's individuals do. It's groups. I'm not right. so sure uh, because you can still try to foster the feed, just as uh, just as many of us are trying to be able to educate younger people to think about uh, the world around them in the symbolic way, in the high energy way, in the kind of collective way that we're all patterned with each other to right. do something better. Uh, I think there is this training of people to hate, also younger people to hate, and they have the energy to continue doing it. So this is not a, I don't think we're going to get any place with this one, but I'm, I, I think it's important that those of us who want, who see the potential of a better way of thinking continue to have the intention of trying to make it better and hope that that helps reduce or do something to the negative energy the heavy energy that's being generated. absolutely absolutely and i believe that there were some studies done um at one point probably maybe late 70s early 80s where um that was already shown to be the case so the more positive the thought patterns out there of people individual or a group can negate some of that dense energy. Well, we're going to keep hoping for that. <laughs> uh, coming back to, we're talking about groups now, not individual, not necessarily uh -huh. individuals, but you, you, you not only work with individuals, but you work with groups and you, you are able to define life codes, patterns, basic patterns in groups too. Is that correct? That is correct. Uh, how, so, um, go ahead. So, Basically, the way this we have to recognize that what we're working on is really alive in its own form, in its own way. It shows us things as well as we're trying to ask it questions, so to speak. Um, but basically, that for a group, again, not knowing any individuals' names, we can collect the data and combine the data, match it all up, and produce a basically a report that would allow. Again, we call it a signature report that basically uh -huh. would allow, let's say, a group to figure out where their strengths are. Because we can tell where the weaknesses are, but our goal is to always focus in on the strengths of the individuals. Good. And so um, in, in doing that, it would move them forward instead of, you know, some people always picking on something that was a long time ago. Let's move everyone in one direction forward positively. So, um, and so we're able to do that again, using math to show, to show how they can, how can that, how they can do it. We take that, that, those mathematical equations, convert them into words. Okay. And then we can present the data that way. And the data end up being uh, a somewhat involving, I'm imagining a vision of the future of this group. If they, if they would choose that, yes. Uh, how, we, go ahead. Well, we're, gonna, we're coming, we're coming yeah. to the end of this, and I, I think thinking about uh, groups and, and patterns is a, is a great thing to be doing. I want to know more about it. You're, you're listening to Connecting with Coincidence with your host, Bernie Beitman, MD, on the Exxon Broadcast Network, and our guest today is Nora Rubrook. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simo TV. Simo TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at SimulTV.com. Do it today. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, 
Join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxone Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. back to CC with BB. Uh, we're talking with Nora Rubrook, and we're going to be talking about her life with synchronicity. And it's the way she describes it, the way you describe it, Nora, is ha- they happen all the time that you don't even think about them. You just kind of use them. But let's start with how you use them. I mean, you expect them to happen. We talked earlier about putting information together or people tell you stories that are important for them to be able to express to you. Um, how, how, how are the, what are the various ways you use synchronicities in your life? Well, I think one is um, basically to support people in whatever maybe their correct path or whatever their childhood path was and maybe they went off. So that's one of the ways that my type of synchronicity assists people. The other is it certainly helps in the business um, community when people present ideas or partnerships that they might want, basically synchronicity will already allow me to give the correct answer without having to waste a lot of resources, perhaps knowing that it won't work in the end, and jumping in when I know it will work. There's a guy in Southeast Asia that was on my program who got a a PhD in something like synchronicity and leadership. So (laughs) I say that to you because I bet you didn't know that. And also... uh, uh, Leon Jaworski's son, Joseph Jaworski, uh, uh, used synchronicity early in his life uh, when uh, there was a big uh, tornado that hit Waco, Texas, uh, and he was in school there and has been using synchronicity in leadership uh, ever since. Uh, so that particular idea is really intriguing to me, um, to be able to use coincidences to help with leadership decisions. Well, that's good information that I, I had not known. So, see, synchronicity again at play. <laughs> good information play. that I'll, yeah, that I will go ahead and uh, follow up on. And I also think that resiliency plays a role in synchronicity, um, as meaning how do you sort of bounce back if something um, dense or heavy hits you in life? How do you how do you cope with it? Basically, if you are a resilient person, you, the odds are you're also more in tune with coincidence synchronicity, I've discovered over the years. Um, and also people that are more inclined to be able to laugh, and that includes laugh at themselves and enjoy life, tend to also have more of these occurrences happening. The common, They're more open to it. The common, they're more capable of it, I'd say, too. The common link... Sure 
and those who are more resilient <clears throat> and those who can laugh at life is that they can activate their uh, observer self, that they can step back and look at what's going on with them and then add a particular thing that has a lot to do with what we call luck is that then look around why you need something for for something to happen expect that it's going to be there don't just like put your head down and not look look so luck is in the partly in the mind of the beholder if you don't expect something good to happen for you something that can help you you're not going to see it this is true. Right. And I'm not sure why some people, again, how we got into the life code side of the fence was how come some people see it and some people don't. And it I, kind of goes back to that world. <laughs> yeah. And, and one of the, one of the things to see that uh, you've mentioned uh, and what you wrote to me is, is um, the invisible world. How do you connect between the visible and the invisible world, and synchronicities uh, offer such connections. What what do you 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 ask? What is the language of that communication between the visible and invisible world? What are you what are you talking about there? For where I am right now, I would say that for an intuitive or empathic, etc., in that category, um, there or people that naturally have that gift. Th- from the time they're born, so they don't know anything else, the ability to create it in a mathematical format, and again, from there, converting it to the words for people to understand and read at their own time and pace is key. The people that have it in a, in a native language basically don't want an explanation, meaning that they understand it. They understand that it's beyond their comprehension, of how it works and why sometimes it works so quickly um, and nonstop, where once you begin to question it, it does slow down the process and we all go through those phases. And our ability to to sit down, to talk to those people, create it using the technology that we have today is is revolutionary, basically. And with what are they communicating? Um, they just provide the data, and basically, they're they're ta- they're not talking to a machine. We would be addressing a machine to provide the data that would give a written report out for them to be able to understand. I'm still trying to understand what you mean by the unseen world. Unseen. So your world of um, synchronicity or coincidence. Right now, we're it happens, right? And some people, most the majority of people, are afraid of it. They actually re- recoil from it rather than walk into it. And if they would walk into it, it happens all the time. It will increase for them. Does that help in that explanation? Sort well, of? It, 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 you're talking about what you need to be able to do to pay attention to coincidences. You can't, well, can't recoil from them. I think more my experience <laughs> with people is more of them just don't notice them uh, rather than recoil. And maybe that's a form of recoiling. I think so, because I could be standing and introducing person A to person B. Both have something in common, okay? And I introduce them, and in my mind, that's all I needed to do. I walk away and go on with something else. And I come back, and the two of them never got to the point that they should have been at, where they had something in common. They had a solution for each other's, let's say, business issue. Um, And then when I say... I stand there and I ensure that it happens, and then they go on and are very productive individuals. But if I'd walked away, for some reason, that was not yet occurring. Somehow you're the link. Right. Well, that's what people say, I'm the link or conduit. However, the question is, why could they not have done that? They were standing there talking, exchanging business cards, and yet not, not open to hearing or seeing it. Are you, are, you, are you saying then the invisible world is simply what they didn't get to and that you helped them get to what they should have gotten to? I guess that is one way to look at it. I hadn't uh-huh. thought of it that way. but Because that... when I think of invisible world, I'm, I think more uh, abstractly than that. There's, uh, that coincidences <clears throat> tell us about patterns going on around us. 
um, in the psychosphere, as I call it, our mental atmosphere. And I'm trying to develop a cartography of this mental atmosphere by tracking the kinds of coincidences people have and seeing how the interconnections might take place. And it's like, as I shared, a Herculean effort <laughs> to do it. Um, but again, if a person had a coincidence and then they, they saw it and they recognized it, okay, and do, if something else happens, do they continue, quote, following those coincidences or do they allow the mind to merely block it out? I see. That's where I see. That's where you are about invisible world, because uh, I'm uh, terminology. <coughs> terminology is very important. And, and so I look forward to your next book that has more words in it, <laughs> so that I can incorporate them. If you, if you want to see some of it, uh, for like a precursor, my Psychology Today blog uh, has a bunch of it, and there's at least one of them on leadership with uh, uh, okay. Joseph Jaworski. Just an easy way to get into it and and uh, listen to the, the interview that we had okay. on, on this show. Uh, and there's the, I, I attempt in uh, another one to develop, beginning development of a taxonomy of um, coincidences, which includes um, what are the, what's the basic structure of a coincidence, um, what are the common themes in synchronicities, how, what are the common uses, and what are the common explanations. And one of the things that it's so hard for people to get so far, I think hope to change it, is that not all coincidences are created the same, that there are different explanations for different kinds of coincidence. And I want to be able to bring that clarity rather than it's a yes or no, it's God did it or it's random. Uh, there is mystery and there is random, but there's also a lot that we have to do with in creating them. And so that's a, that's more, co that's the um the taxonomy of those four, those four things and a lot of stuff in between. But the end of it for me is trying to understand the, our mental atmosphere. And when you, I'm asking you about invisible world, that's what I have in mind uh, that synchronicities uh, tune us into. This is true. But if when we're taught, when you're talking about the mind, if you are away, let's just say from electronic equipment. Okay. And you don't even have to be outside, but you're predominantly away from electronic equi equipment and your ability to remain silent, so to speak, um, you're, you tend to be, again, more aware of it because you're not being distracted. Yes. So you, yes. So, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So even the definition of mind, right, for someone quiet means they just have the television on. To another person means complete silence. So... Even within that, there need to be some subcategories. Uh, yes, and then there's the other variations about different ways of altering mind, which include quiet and meditation, which is, you're also ind indicating, going into the forest does it for me, uh, dancing does it for me and many other people. Um, there are a variety of drumming things and, and psychedelics that also broaden uh, people's capacity to get to this invisible world uh, that I'm trying to be able to understand and, and make I, a map of. Right. I think one of the other We're questions... We're just almost, was, almost, almost to the end, so please. Okay. No, real quick is basically if we think of the world more like a kaleidoscope and if you just move it just a fraction, you can see more. Good. You've been listening to Connecting with Coincidence with your host, Bernie Beitman, MD, and our guest has been Nora Rubrook. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, Join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. 
with over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember Exxon Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today.